Hello everyone, my name is Dana Oforieta, the Clinical and Custom Content Editor here at the CMB. Thank you very much for joining us again for another episode of this clinical podcast. Today we are very lucky to have Adrian Zacher with us. Adrian is the lead of the BSPSS. So without any further ado, I'll let Adrian introduce himself. So welcome on the show, Adrian. Thank you, Nana, and uh, thank you for having a moment to talk about the British Society of Pharmacy Sleep Services. I'm so glad you said that because I was just thinking that's a lot of <laughs> So the British Society of Pharmacy Sleep Services. That's it. It's a long, a long and unnecessarily long mouthful, but yes. I did try to simplify it to... <laughs> but I don't think that's how that works. Uh, PSPSS. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of uh, melding pharmacy and sleep together, and yeah, it's kind of yeah. We need we need a certification. Yeah, very interested um, to get to know more about this. So we met at the pharmacy show, and basically, sort of content you guys have amazing stuff. And as a pharmacist, I've always said to you from the beginning, I wish I had access to this. So this podcast is to get it out there so that everyone sees it and knows what it is. So before we start, can you just tell us, what is the BSPSS about and how did you guys do it? British Society Pharmacy Sleep Services. Hi, I'm Adrian Zacher. I'm CEO, one of the co-founders. So what it's about, we're a charity. And what we want to do is bring evidence-based sleep expertise to the cold face that is community pharmacy. These are, you know, pharmacists are talking to patients that walk straight in the door and we want them to be in a position to give informed, evidence-based advice that progresses the patient, not placebo, but actually moves the patient forward. And that's, that's it. Very well put. Um, so how is that going at the moment? It's going remarkably well. So it's very early days. We became a a charitable incorporated organization in April 2022. So we're still within our first year as such. Well, we wanted to launch just as the pandemic hit. So (laughs) as a a group of mates, if you would, pharmacy and sleep professionals, we all came together unafraid. I must applaud the board because, you know, to demonstrate their lack of knowledge in respective areas. But then, yeah, we became a charitable incorporated organization and it's going really well. We've got about 80 something members so far. We did a survey of community pharmacists. 120 community pharmacists responded uh, and we wanted to understand, do they experience the pain of patients walking in the door with sleep disorders or suspected? And yes, they did. I think your organization is basically doing an amazing thing. Because um, personally, as pharmacists, I can attest to this. Um, we kind of class sleep as OTC issue. Yeah. And basically left it to counter assistance to deal with and basically gave medication to treat it. When in practice, when we were being trained, we were taught about sleep as one of the psychological cases of how to treat it, as how to get insomnia. We were taught a lot more content about it, but when we came into practice, it kind of just fell on the wayside because we kind of left it out to the well, just, it's just It's like the orphan child, unfortunately. And and so I, I come from a looking after secondary care and, and also into dentistry. 
which is a private, and I'll, I'll come to why in a moment, but GPs, the primary care focus is GP and secondary care. And pharmacy, what, what, what do they do? They don't, they, don't, they don't seem to factor into it, which like, oh my goodness, you know, and they've completely, completely forgotten. And, yeah. and yet, when there's this comprehension moment, people go, oh yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it seems so obvious. Well, if it was so obvious, why has no one done anything about it? So, hey, so here we are. So we want to bring this sleep expertise to community pharmacy to actually progress the patient right at that first interaction. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about over-the-counter products. We're going to talk about non-placebo, evidence-based, uh, that actually moves the patient forward. So we, we, we touched on earlier on, what, what do we do? So we have content. We have free evidence-based content in a succinct fashion as, as we can make it. Fact sheets uh, online. So our website, I'm going to plug it mercilessly <laughs> with, with, no, with no remorse. BSPSS, so Bravo Sierra Papa, Sierra Sierra, dot org. Yeah. I'm not going to repeat it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. All the website will be available oh, yeah. in the no other website, no other website <laughs> alternative has this. So, so you go there and we've got fact sheets that are current um, to international standards, um, not just UK or European, um, and to international standards on the, on the four sleep disorders that we, we, as we found in our survey, which I touched on earlier on. So insomnia, sleep-related breathing disorders, snoring and sleep apnea, narcolepsy, and restless leg syndrome, or periodic limb movement, if you want to go there. So it's insomnia and sleep-related breathing disorders were the two big ones that we found that patients presented with the symptoms of in our survey. And the other part of that survey was, was we found that there was an appetite to do more, to help the patient, and a lack of confidence within the community pharmacist's mind because they just hadn't been given the education. That's um, yeah. So there's no, so no fault of their own. There's, it's just they've not been given the education. So we want to try to fill that void to help the pharmacist help the patient. Perfect. I mean, I can attest to that, and I have had a look on the website. So I do recommend if you actually, even if you don't have time, go on the website, have a look. Yes. Also, I'm going to plug. Adrian and I are also doing some content for CND. We will be having a room on our community, so you can Bedroom. go there. Bedroom. <laughs> on the so you can't go have a look at it i'm so glad you brought up these four conditions because it's true as a pharmacist these are the kind of conditions you will see not as much narcolepsy but when you do see it one you do get it there is a huge knowledge gap there and i'm so glad you guys are there to plug it what would you say should a pharmacist like as the role of a pharmacist where do you think we should be sitting Apart from just giving patient information, how else could we help our patients with sleep conditions? Okay, so I think that probably the biggest single one to, to say is don't trivialize it. You know, it's not trivial. Um, if the patient actually broaches the subject or and reaches out for help, um, then... You know that that that's quite that's quite something. They are not trivialising it. So if we if we just talked about 
this day with insomnia is probably the single biggest presenting issue and and we've got the connection with mental health issues there but if they if a if a a patient talks and seeks advice for insomnia they're in distress this is ruining their life and most likely they're impacting their family so you could multiply it by three so you help one it goes on so they're in distress they need help as i said there could be a mental health issue there as well it's a symptom of something else perhaps so to trivialize it is really not the way to go okay so let's flip the coin let's go the other side of it sleep related breathing disorder so i include snoring in there i mean i'm a victim of that hey let's not (laughs) this is not the moment for for personal confessions (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk about that later (laughs) offline okay so 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 snoring is a partner perceived problem typically yeah but it's on a spectrum snoring is is on a spectrum of sleep-related breathing disorders so there's snoring uh, that is in in other words physiologically benign so it doesn't impact upon your ability to breathe and sleep at the same time but there's snoring as a symptom of obstructive sleep apnea now what is obstructive sleep apnea you might ask so obstructive sleep apnea is a, a physiological blockage or written significant narrowing of your airway such that you are unable to breathe and sleep at the same time as i've said before so you can do one or the other and that means that you have to wake up to take a breath so the the periods of not breathing can be perhaps two minutes and the blood oxygenation is is well, it just falls through the floor we're talking recurrent hypoxic dips i mean this is not good um it's a, it's a major issue uh, in terms of your morbidity and, frankly, your life expectancy, untreated. Treated, it's, it's eminently treatable and it makes economic sense. The NHS will treat people with sleep apnea. So to trivialise a patient that presents with snoring you know, is really not helping the patient. And it ties in with obesity and diabetes and hypertension and they're at risk of stroke and it goes on and on and on. So, yeah, I think I've probably hit that with a sledgehammer. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's one thing that I really do appreciate is you saying don't trivialize it because we usually do look at sleep as if it's just, oh, I can't sleep or I had a bad night's sleep or I'm jet lagged. And we kind of give it little titles to kind of almost make it a normal thing that not being able to sleep is okay. So I think that kind of feeds into the trivialization of it. But you saying it's more of a link symptom? Yeah, it's it, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm at home with sleep related breathing disorders. That's my my background. But I'm, I'm let's talk about insomnia. I mean, it, it is a typical symptom of someone with mental health issues and. Yeah, I mean the the data that I've I've seen since the pandemic, and and it just continues is the isolation that that it you know inflicted on people. Um, so they might not be fully aware that they are they're experiencing a, a mental health issue, but they they'll discuss a symptom. So you've got to dive deeper, and so you're just not serving the patient to just to just trivialize it. Yeah. What are the things that pharmacists can do apart from getting information? Okay, so yeah, so what can they do? So fact sheets are are our teaser. 
really how and and the idea is that they are going to inform and they're going to um help but the idea is then that you would sign up for free to join the membership i'll emphasize that word free the membership is free and then you can do free online education at a time that suits to become more informed. Typically, I've got to, if, we, if, we're, if we're doing football teams, we're more informed than your average GP. I'm going to put it out there. You know? So that would mean that you could actually help the patient. So you're not going to trivialize them. You can say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a curveball. Have you ever heard of a sleep-trained dentist? No. Exactly. So the sleep-trained dentist is the individual that NICE recommend provides a mandibular advancement device or mandibular repositioning device, which is first-line therapy for primary snoring. And, you know, as I say, but no one's even heard of a sleep-trained dentist. And yet uh, it's, it's the first-line therapy and perhaps mild, even moderate obstructive sleep apnea. So there's a, there's a huge void that we need to fill do the online education. It's completely free. It's not going to take you six weeks. It's maximum about three hours. Um, and then you will be in a position to help your patients. That's perfectly put. And that sounds like a really good idea. Um, I mean, as a pharmacist, I don't see why you wouldn't put yourself in that situation to be able to offer that kind of service. To yeah, well, patient. the education is going to be on the chemist and druggist website. There it is in the bedroom. I'm going to insist. Yeah. It's <laughs> not a sleep room. Um, and, uh, and the idea is that, yeah, that it, you, you can become more informed, you can help your patient. And, you know, hey, I've got to say it, there's a commercial opportunity here. There's a vast untapped market. And, you know, anecdotal information, a pharmacist I spoke to said that one in three of his consultations was with regard to a sleep disorder. Yeah. I mean, it's something you see on a daily basis in a pharmacy. How, so, so why are we trivializing this? This is huge. I mean, what other condition would, you, would you trivialize <laughs> like that? What yeah. other condition? There That's isn't cool. one. You know, if, if one in three of your patients presented with these symptoms and you just, ah, it's nothing. Yeah. It, 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 most of the time, it doesn't even get to the pharmacist. I think that's what a lot of the issue is. Um, is these is this training also available for pharmacy staff, or is it just? It's we are not presenting barriers. We're opening doors. We and and whoever wants to do this, uh, as I say, we we are a charity. The education is our membership's free. The education is free. Anything that moves the needle, horrible phrase, but anything that progresses. Hell yeah. We can only improve the situation with education. I couldn't put it better myself. Now, this has been amazing. And I think for anyone that's listening, it's worth you going to the website and having a look and having a listen to Adrian and also having a look at the contents that is available. I do have one final question for you, Adrian, before we go. In your experience as a clinician... I'm not um, a clinician. Not oh. And I'm not a pharmacist. Okay. Uh, I'm not a doctor. Uh, yeah. Okay, we're going to take that one again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do have one more question for you, Adrian, before you go. Um, as CEO of the BSP, if you had one message that you could give pharmacists all around the UK, what would it be? 
you can both help patients with suspected sleep disorders and develop a business that is does not involve moving boxes you've you've kind of put pharmacy in a nutshell there for us all right um, so this is this is something that's in, it's an interest for both pharmacists and contractors you should pay attention to sleep do not trivialize it that is one of the best things that i have learned from this conversation that we should not trivialize sleep should pay attention to it. It is a link symptom and it can put us in a position to help so many patients. That's my takeaway. Thank you so much for your time, Adrian. I've very much enjoyed having this conversation. For everyone listening, there will be links to the BSPSS on this blurb. So make sure you sign up, make sure you join the membership. We want the numbers to grow as much as possible. Pay attention and have a look to the sleep room, the bedroom. Ah! Hey, <laughs> on the community feel free to leave your comments and questions and we will have a look at them later oh, yeah. and we will get them back to you so if you have any other questions please post them in the room and make sure you sign up so until then thank you very much for your time adrian and oh, thank, thank you everyone thank, thank you everyone for Sleep listening. Well, everybody <laughs> Sleep well. thank you <laughs> take care thank you